Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I'm Ty John Charlie. Lots of stuff to talk about. It's been almost a month. I've had some staggering weeks of shows and some other stuff that's been going on kind of personally that has uh, made it a little bit more of a challenge to get these recorded and just like the overwhelming nature of taking a few weeks off you know you could get so many shows kind of backed up that you had to go back and talk about and then it kind of seems like a little bit more of a daunting task there's nobody over my shoulder like saying oh you need to get these done but i still feel it you know i still i, I don't know why i i put the, the pressure on myself but uh anyhow so we're going back to the very beginning of September, September 1st, looks like I was at Golden Fox Brewing in Decatur. And that weekend, you know, I was looking forward to it. It was Labor Day weekend and uh, we had uh, the Tabapalooza that Sunday. So I was like, or no, that was Saturday. And we were excited about going and doing that. And then we uh, did end up and go and shoot a video on Sunday, but I'll get into that when I get there. So Golden Fox is a really fun show. It's outside on the big stage, which is always uh, kind of overwhelming sound-wise to have to do it. But I think I've kind of cracked the code to an extent on how to maybe do that with the gear that I have. Of course, if I had different gear, it would change everything uh, infinitely. There's no, there's no real right 100% of the time answer, but... Um, so anyway, I, I I feel like it sounded pretty decent. It was uh, outside. There was it wasn't a big turnout, but the, you know the fifteen people that were there seemed to enjoy it. I had a good time, and I was like trying to get ready for the Tabapalooza, and I was like, oh, if I sound this good uh, tonight, I can't wait for tomorrow. And that's usually, you know, the first sign of uh, a downfall of sorts, I suppose. But uh, so the next night we it was uh, me, Ryan Wolf, and Lowe, and uh, Ryan had a set at two, and we thought we left early, but are early enough. But our phones all well, I I had it plugged into mine, and I just did what it told me to from the Facebook event, and turns out that was not the right answer. So we drove about forty minutes out of the way, uh, you know, back, had to backtrack twenty minutes out of the way, but then backtrack the twenty minutes to make it forty, and then we all put it into our phones, and it all came up as like a different location for each person so we, it was i've i played this thing like six or seven years or something crazy and i've really never had that problem uh to, as far as getting there but uh yeah i don't know i was we were we were all excited i think wolf was a little on the nervous side he had a two o'clock set and then of course you know i'm running late and uh he ends up starts probably 210 so i mean we got there with enough time everything seemed like it was running behind a little bit anyway and i don't know it was uh but we got him there and he sounded pretty good i think he played a solid set and um uh i ended up kind of running sound a lot of the they're helping with sound i shouldn't say running but you know i he mike tab the guy who put him and jenny put it on and uh he he he's kind of the, the sound guy for the day he seemed like he was kind of frustrated with it and he has an, he does it all with an iPad. I think it's like a Behringer X17 where it's just like the snake and then you control it uh, with the iPad, which I'm not very familiar with at all. I've used it like a couple of times at uh, a couple of the places I play in Indiana, but uh, a little confusing to me. I'm, I'm an analog guy mostly. So when I do sound that way, I feel a little bit more confident, but anyhow, it was, um, 
took me a long time to even figure out like what was going on at all with it like even how to use it even slightly and might kind of help me through it a little bit but you know i wasn't really there to do sound necessarily and i don't really kind of unfamiliar with that but i ended up doing a couple bands helping them try to sound good there's just too many bells and whistles on that stuff that like i just don't even know what it does but but that you know took up a majority of the time until it was time for me to start setting up my stuff and i kind of set my stuff off like they have a really nice big main stage but i always set my stuff off to the side and um, they have like a, a deck that's pretty they, they kind of run an open mic on it before i get there but um yeah, so I mean, it was like two hours till I played and uh, Sapphire, they're, they're a band that has headlined it a few times as well. And uh, they they were the last set, so it was kind of cool to hear them and try to help with the sound while I'm, you know, simultaneously setting all my gear up. And, you know, I put a lot of work and time and effort. But this, this kind of always happens every year. It's like by the time I play, everybody's pretty much worn out and ready to go to bed because there are a lot of campers and tents and stuff. So. You know, I'm playing for 20, 30 people at the very end of the night, and it's fun. My voice was kind of iffy, like I kept kept uh, going hoarse, kept forgetting lyrics too. And I mean, I played through; it was fine. It just wasn't like I felt like I sounded so much more solid the night before. And I don't know; it's just a long day in general. But uh, it's always cool that they 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 do something like that, try to support some local people and. So small time people like me that, you know, don't don't get a chance to get on bigger stages in front of more people. I mean, it's it's just a cool idea in general, the concept of it. And uh, so I always do what I can to support it. And those guys are just super nice to me, always very generous with their time and their uh, their listening and stuff. You know, they listen to the music. It's very, very kind and uh, say nice things and all that. So. But yeah, I mean, by the time I play, it's like nobody's going to remember this set anyway, so it doesn't really matter a whole lot. So I just kind of did what I felt like playing and had as much fun with it as I could. And then you end up tearing down. It takes like an hour, hour and a half. I always I brought too much stuff. I always do that. But it is kind of nice to be able because if I played the spot and played on the main stage, uh, it would take me like an hour after the last band gets done getting their stuff off the stage to even start, you know, because I have to get all my stuff kind of set up and moving, you know, maybe 40 minutes if I really push it. But it's like I lose most of the audience at that point because it's like uh, everybody would definitely be in bed by that time. I mean, people have been there all day drinking. A lot of them were there on Friday, too. So, but yeah, so that was Tabapalooza. Uh, I was an experience i don't think it was the best one i feel like i've ever done both performance and audience reception wise but you know you, you'll win some you'll lose some that's kind of how it goes the night before kind of that's what i was leaning on that day and then that sunday uh ryan wolf and i went up and up to michigan a place i used to go all the time as a kid and uh uh recorded a music video for thought of you on the beach and he had a bunch of ideas i pretty much just held the camera and did what he told me because i don't i don't know if i have the good eye for that sort of thing i mean i, I had a couple inputs on things i guess but mostly it was just me shooting video of him and uh it was you know it's we used to go to this beach silver beach and across the 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 bridge there's another beach on that side of karen's name slipping on me when I was a kid all the time and so I, you know, I had to have an excuse to go up there. It was, uh, you know, I was happy to do it. 
to have an excuse to go up there. And it was a fun day. It was long. We worked the whole time. It wasn't like we just hung out and did fun stuff, but it was, uh, I guess a little nostalgic for me ultimately, which, you know, uh, comes to this next weekend and hit, hit a little differently, I guess, because, uh, so next weekend was Lowe's birthday. And I usually take that off every year, just do whatever she wants on her birthday. Uh, we went out to eat with my mom and I got the news kind of later that my dad had passed away. Uh, so I guess that's kind of adds to why I haven't really been posting stuff quite as much. And it is unbelievable the amount of extra stuff that is expected of you when that happens. Um, cause I mean, there was no, there's no, like, he didn't make it easy, I guess is what I'm getting at. Uh, we don't, I don't know how to do anything. I'm pretty much a, a large human baby when it comes to adulting you know I, I barely scrape it you know to should be called an adult i think but anyway none of it was set up or anything and obviously just super sad and i don't know we had a pretty complicated relationship i would say so i mean i don't, I don't know if that helped or hurt things but um he's kind of a younger man i mean for he's 65 uh i mean he's old enough i guess but just didn't quite expect it to happen so suddenly. Uh, but he lived hard. He lived his life like a rock star, kind of. I mean, he definitely was a lot of alcohol involved, but um, just kind of a weird mindset. Uh, and it happened, like I found out about it on Lowe's birthday, which was an extra kind of punch in the stomach for her, I'm guessing. But um, needless to say, we did not do a whole lot the rest of I don't know that we would have necessarily but it was a long weird weekend and sad obviously and I don't know I get in this mindset of like I need to do more but then I'm having I am doing more to kind of wrap all that stuff up and figure out you know mainly it was his apartment he had so much stuff there that just needed to be cleaned out and um kind of organized and then you have to figure out like the what you want to do with the body what you want to do with the funeral what do you want to do on a ceremony do you want an obituary like all these things that you know cost money one and two time and uh so you know i'm doing some of this stuff as extra and uh not getting to the things i normally do and then just you know i feel bad about the, the him passing and then I feel bad about not getting stuff done and it's just been kind of a, a long weird rough month for me and then since I didn't book shows this weekend because I was taken off I went pretty hard booking shows at the end of the month and I mean the second to last weekend I had uh, six shows in five days and then I had five shows in four days and, you know, I'm just exhausted with everything else. And that, you know, prolongs me getting other stuff I need to be focused on done. I, I got a couple of new students in the same time. It's just been so overwhelming in a lot of ways. And uh, I don't know, it's a lot to deal with. I, I don't really know how you're one supposed to feel or act or answer the questions that you get asked a lot when it comes to this sort of thing uh just kind of um uh, you know just sad but it's how it goes i mean 
it's inevitable we're all gonna end up in that same chair you know like uh and you know i just try not to think about it i guess or if you're me you think about it constantly but uh i mean that's like the main subject matter i'd say to a good portion of my songs would be you know looking death in the face kind of you know, we shy away from it so much and don't talk about it hushed voices and it's the only thing in this kind of life that you can be sure of for sure one day that you're gonna punch ticket will get punched you will clock out for the last time you know you don't know when that's gonna be and yeah i just think that that is crazy that we should be like maybe something that we think about and talk about more but for some reason we are all either blissfully don't want to know about it don't want to think about it and just kind of put it completely out of your mind or it's like i think some people like it just eats at them in the back of their head a little bit but you know try not to look it in the face and then for me it just like plagues my whole existence and i think about it constantly um and then of course something like this happens and you have to look at it even more in the face and it's a, it's a weird, weird thing to think about, you know, one day you're not going to be here. And part of that makes you want to work really hard to do more and accomplish more. But then there's another part of it that's like, it's all going to be dust anyway. Like, what is the point of all of that? I don't really know. I don't. And though that thought is there, I tend to lean the other way, the way of like, I need to get more stuff done. I need to do things. I need to put stuff out and to create things and that's a more exciting life maybe, but it's also can be a stressful, you know, if you, for me, I just always feel so behind and I don't know why. I don't know if that's just born in my DNA or something that was like uh, nurtured into my spirit, but it's the feeling of never accomplishing enough things. Um, and then of course I have a high expectation. I mean, maybe if my expectation for the things I was trying to do was lower, I would uh, get more things done and be closer to where the answer is. But uh, I want, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm working on one of my newer songs, Premonition Man, and uh, it's pretty well done, but I took a really long time on it. And it's like, did I need to take that much time? Could I put it out and then got something else going? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I want, I want to be happy with it. But then it's like, I'm overly picky. So you know, I want to fix the things, get, get them recorded better, you know, than they, they were currently or mix better or we turn that down just a little, you know, all those little tiny adjustments to make it, you know, feel perfect. And then you, you know, you wait two months and you re-listen and you don't notice any of the stuff that you're even so hung up about. I mean, recording in general is hard. And that I think happens to like a mic micro version when you're putting out like this, short form content because i mean i don't really i mean this isn't short term but the clips i get from this will be short term and are, are uh will be will be shorter for sure uh and short form content i couldn't think of that for a second um and you know i try to been trying to put a, put out a clip four or five days a week of like like live music or podcast clip or something and you know, you can't be as picky as that, but why would you be? But then if I was, maybe they would get more of you. you know, it's just like such a balancing act. 
but it's it's a it's a good uh it's a good way to pass the time i guess i don't i don't know what else i would do if i just was like i don't like the idea of being bored it's like if i'm bored and i think boredom comes from being also tired like there's been a lot of days where i've been too tired to really accomplish more things like musically that i would that i would like you know because doing other stuff cleaning out that apartment or whatever and uh and it's like you get home from working hard and you're just like i'm bored but you don't have the energy to do anything that's truly productive or going to yield any beneficial results i guess but i don't know it's just a weird the whole question of just existence is so weird like why why am i here well you know you choose what what you are focused on and you kind of make your own choice but then it's like well why do i choose to care so much about things that ultimately probably don't matter that much and get stressed about it you know i don't i don't know but i wish i was just one of those people that are just like there for the good times and, you know, I think I know a couple of those people, but when you really dig deeper, is it really that, you know, is it really that peaceful? I don't know. Of course, I'd be the last person to know. Just the ghost. But anyway, so it's kind of tripped me up in a lot more ways than one, I'd say. My dad passing and has made it a little bit uh, more challenging to do the things that I normally do uh, mentally for some reason, like wrapping my head around simple things. Just, it's been a little bit harder, but it's, you know, a nice distraction as well when I actually do get to do them. But uh, I don't know, I'm always wrapped up in something. It's either that or this and not a lot of downtime. But anyway, so that was the weekend of the 8th. No shows, obviously big life event. I had a show at the Mystic Kitchen the following Wednesday, and uh, I was outside. Pretty fun one, but I didn't feel strong in the vocal. I was a couple. I had a table of one of my students and uh, her husband and all their friends. I probably had six extra people with them. They came out, which was super kind of them. Although I do always wish that I, you know, I sounded a little better uh, when people actually come out to see me, and I just not don't quite have it that night, you know. I and I ended up took out my in ear, like kind of towards the end, felt a lot easier to sing. It's just like why, why, why can't I do something the same every time? Use my in ears. It's outdoor even, so it really shouldn't affect it too much, but. I, I got to the end, I felt like my voice was hoarse. I don't know how I was singing kind of maybe differently than I normally do. I took it out and I felt like I could sing a lot better, but I'd already like ruined uh, the, the paycheck of the, because with, with singing, it's like you have a paycheck. You can only spend so much with, with, your, with your voice. So after a certain, especially if you're using it improperly, you know, if you're singing, in a, in maybe not enough support or in your throat too much or I mean I can even feel it today I just uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's the in-ears maybe that's the problem is like my form gets a little lazier or something because I can hear myself so well that I don't feel like I have to try and like sing very properly 
But anyway, it's just confusing because it's like, you know, you think you have it figured out and right when you do, you just, you never do. There's no, <laughs> there's no uh, easy every time button. I wish there was, and maybe for other people there are, but for me, it's always like, do it this way. There was a long time where I was just use the JBL as the monitor and just push the vocals extra hard and try to sing like with good mic position when, when I'm loud, you know, back up and use that as my only monitor. But then I used the in-ears once and I'm like, Ooh, this is the way to do it. This way easier. And then I have a couple bad shows. And I'm like, is it, is it the, was it even that that made the shows bad? I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, mostly it's probably just my brain that makes things that way, but, <laughs> um, just how I perceive them as bad, I mean. But anyhow, uh, so this one, uh, Kevin and Kendall, uh, my old bass player and his wife came out. That was very cool. Uh, Ryan and Lo came out towards the end. And it was outside, it was a nice night and uh, it was like in the street downtown. So, you know, I didn't sound the worst ever, but I would have wanted to sound better, but I don't think there are many shows where I'm like, ooh, that was the one. I mean, we'll see. We'll see as I go through these. If I get to one of these shows where I was like, ooh, that was the one. But um, anyway, so that was the Mystic, Mystic Kitchen. Uh, and then I played uh, the night shop the next night, kind of the last minute, needed an opener set. Pretty slow night, though. Uh, pretty much just, and, and there were some technical difficulties. So I pretty much did a 25-minute set of all originals. Uh, so, and for four people or whatever that were, were there, but you know, I was just kind of killing time. It's nice to have an avenue or a place in town that supports local original music. So anytime I get a chance, I always try to kind of jump on that. There were a few other bands and, uh, they were both actually really good. I played with Electric Blue Yonder and Joel Craig's, Joel Craig and the Filaments. Uh, and they were, they were both pretty cool. The Joel Craig and the Filaments, they, uh, kind of a blues rock kind of thing. It was pretty, really good guitar playing and stuff. And then the Electric Blue Yonder, they had like a standing bass player and they were doing a lot of harmonies, like two and three part, I feel like sometimes. And they just sounded really nice. They were interesting to watch too. So it was, it was, uh, but overall there was a big show at the castle, I think. And that kind of took away from the it was Thursday night draw but anyhow that was yeah so that would have been that thursday kind of uh not too exciting on for me necessarily just because i wasn't playing for a whole lot of people but it's good just to be on stage and try to play that way and that in a different setting friday i was in indianapolis at the chili water brewing company um that one was kind of started off slow like uh, there were people there eating finishing dinner and there was like probably 40 minutes of there being like nobody. I was like, well, I guess I'll take a break. As soon as I took a break, there was like a pretty big table that came from outside to inside. And uh, they, they hung out all night. They were calling out bands to play, cover, and saying super nice things. And that kind of drew some other people in. It ended up being a really fun night. Something, something kind of weird that happened also that night is I was outside on the Spear Garden right next to the street. And I heard, you know, I saw this girl kind of cruise by on it the, because they have these bikes that you can just put like a quarter, I don't know, public transportation. I don't really know how it works, but you can just grab a, grab this. It's a scooter. And uh, she was cruising pretty good. And I was like putting my stuff away. And all of a sudden I heard a huge crash and I look over and she was uh, she had gotten hit by a car uh, like, you know, not even 20 feet away from me, pretty much. And 
you know, I peek around the corner. There was already people kind of running there, but you know, I was like, ah, somebody should probably call 911. <laughs> and uh, I kind of, you know, it seemed like she was actually fine. Uh, of course her, she had a friend that came that was just crying her eyes out. And, uh, they were trying to explain, you know, she's making jokes over like, she's fine, she'll be okay. But the girl couldn't really, I don't know if she saw it or what, but it, it was loud, I'll say that. Uh, and then I kind of lucked out with my parking too, because they blocked off the road in every way, but the place I could leave. Uh, so that was uh, lucked out for sure. And I mean, it was just overall a pretty good night. I mean, nothing really bad to say. It was just kind of uh, like, uh, at first was like, I drove this far to play for nobody, you know, like, <laughs> but uh turned out it was a fun night and just having a little bit of positivity in the crowd just makes so much of a difference even if it's not a big crowd it you know doesn't matter how big as long as they're there and they're in it enjoying it uh but anyway so oh and then i had a couple weird things happen too on the way home i had tried to pay for gas a couple times i had this ten dollar bill that was pretty tattered and i had two different gas stations turn it down i was like so it was so so strange because I got back to Bloomington and uh, took it right away. But it, it was just so weird to have to be like, I can't take this. And I was like, why? And they were like, uh, you know, they didn't really have a good excuse. They just said it won't work or something. But I don't know, they thought I was trying to counterfeit $10 bills or something. But uh, it was just kind of funny more than anything. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, Chili Water uh, Thursday or the Saturday. After that, I had two shows. I had uh, 10 to 12 at uh, the night, or uh, Indicator. At, uh, it's called the Mercy Market, kind of a farmer's market type thing. And I kind of pushed off arriving. You know, I was a little bit late on my arrival, but I had the last time I did it, I just played completely unplugged. So I was like, I don't really have much. And then I got there and they asked if I would set up the sound gear. So. I was like, yeah, but, you know, it's going to set back the time probably a little bit as because nobody mentioned that to me uh, the last time I said it was loud enough and everything. So I was like, OK, well, and there was a big event going on down the block. So I think maybe they were thinking that if it was louder, it'd get more draw people more over to the area I was playing. But other than that, though, I just I, uh, morning shows are always hard. Uh, you probably hear me say that a bunch on this, but uh just trying to get my voice to cooperate. So my whole attitude was, you know, just play easy as possible and uh, make it easy on yourself ultimately. But when you play just acoustic and I did do the foot drums, but um, you know, you, you don't, you can't fill as much time as easily. Cause if I'm playing the foot drums, like full setup, you know, I can extend jams and solos and, you know, have some instrumental parts that are, extended whereas when it's just acoustics plugged straight in you kind of lose out a little bit on that but overall i think it sounded good and i, I think i got a, another show in november at a different place indicator uh, out of it so overall a total win i would say and then i was up two hours north at the query query ballroom again and this show was uh it was it was a little weird because it was very busy when i got there and i guess there's this rugby team and uh so usually when i get to a show and i'm doing a three hour set i like you know it's kind of slow in the beginning and 
I could ease into my set a little bit. So this this was not like that because the one of the guys that owns it, um, telling everybody how awesome I was and how I, they really need to come in and listen. And I'm a little bit uncomfortable because I'm using their sound, not mine. That's kind of like part of the deal with, you know, their space is they have like a sound system all set up. They have a nice stage, very mus music forward, which is great, which is what I mainly talked about, I think the last time I, I was talking about this show. And uh, uh, so it's like all eyes on me right away. I was using my in-ears. I thought it sounded okay, but my voice just wasn't taught. Maybe that morning show wasn't totally cooperating with me. And, uh, you know, I felt a little more nervous and like I had to get I felt a little more nervous than like I had to get to the good songs more quickly than maybe I would like the pop songs that I cover. So I was doing some stuff maybe that I wasn't quite as warm, warmed up enough uh, to be doing. And, uh, you know, I thought I had the morning show, so I'd be fine. But it did feel a little rough, rougher. Probably should have just taken the in-ears out, but kept them in. And, uh, you know, overall, the crowd that was there was pretty into what I was doing. There was a weird couple weird moments, though, where it was like they really wanted me to play Morgan Wallen. Well, I'd been working on this song. It's not a Morgan Whalen Wallen. I don't know how you say his name song. Uh, it's a cover that he does. And the band I or the guy that originally wrote and performed the song, Jason Isbell, I like him a lot. So. You know, I feel I feel like I, I that song "Cover Me Up" by the the Morgan Wall Waylon Wallen version was on the radio for a while. So I was like, I kind of am doing you know mixing a thing I like a lot with a you know a song that should appease people who like because I get that request all the time and I I haven't really learned of any of his other songs because they don't really jump out at me as something I super enjoy i don't know nothing against anybody who does i just it's not my cup of tea necessarily and uh so i thought this is like a nice bridge but you know i was, it didn't really i just learned it too i the first time i played it live and uh it was like i feel like two out of the, all the rest of the people two people probably knew the song and were kind of singing along but you know i thought it was going to scratch that itch that i it just didn't quite succeed and then of course i didn't play it super amazingly i warned them that you know i'd just been working on it. it's not like a proper in the set type song even though i've been trying to do it more to make it one of those lately but yeah so uh i don't know and so there are a couple weird moments but overall just crowd was they, they really like you know cover pop type stuff and they were kind of talking back and forth with me a little bit giving me shit here and there and that was kind of fun because uh, you know if they're talking shit they're like they're paying attention at least and you can kind of give it back to them a little bit but uh just wasn't uh wasn't like a set of all original music you know I, I, I tried to sneak a few in there but it didn't seem like they were having much of that but uh when I would play like the big pop songs, you know, they were all in singing and everything. So I pretty much just stuck to that, which isn't my most ideal show, but it was still a fun, fun night. And I was pretty beat after that. And then I had a Sunday show in Decatur. So it's just like, this is the, the six show and five, six shows in five days uh, week, you know? So I was feeling it pretty hard and I did, I decided to do a super simple setup in Decatur as well because I'd done it. I was in Decatur the morning before and I was out outdoor and I 
just use the JBL, just straight mic, straight guitar, no no uh, foot percussion mics or anything. And uh, so it's like 12, 12 p.m. on a Sunday, not a big crowd. I'm like, I'm just gonna try it, you know, it's a little less stressful because, you know, I just go, I, I do too much sometimes and getting up early to get there early to play loud for people who I don't know, they wanna hear loud music at 12 p.m. on a Sunday, at least not right away for the brunch, uh, I thought, so my theory was, okay, well, I'm gonna do a really light setup and kind of draw people in. But it was the first hour and a half was pretty dead. There was like two tables that, I don't know, were barely paying attention to what I was doing. But, you know, as as most shows go, eventually more people showed up. I was kind of worried the whole night, the whole, the, the whole afternoon rather would have been uh, would would be like that, would be like just nobody. And then, you know, you kind of feel bad for charging the bar money for having you. But anyway, uh, it was it was turned up, probably doubled the people. And one big table that was sitting right in front that was, you know, halfway engaged and played to them for the rest of the time. There were a couple of little tables that seemed to be paying attention kind of as the night or as the day wore on. And it was fine. I mean, it wasn't wasn't an amazing show, but and I was I was pretty exhausted at this point with everything going on mentally and then physically, and you know, trying to get full days to go to that apartment, and clean it out, and then have all these shows and make phone calls. And I don't know, it just was a lot, and uh, so I was ready kind of for the weekend to be over. But I had I had booked out Monday for a bunch of recording time over at Bomb Site here in town. Uh, right, right a few blocks from where I'm at, and then Eclipse, so it was like a double recording session day, uh, which with uh, the bomb site, I really didn't have much to do. I, I, I recorded some drums on the, on the last round, and uh, so it was like tighten those up maybe, or like decide what to do with them exactly, and uh, you know, that was it, export them the right way. And then Eclipse, I was there for four hours and full mix and mastering session, no, no actual tracking. And we got really, really close to getting it done. I, I gotta go one last time, just half hour, probably just a couple things I've noticed in the mix that I just need to work on a little bit, um, more volume wise and stuff than anything. And then, uh, so the the bomb site premonition man that song is done so that's why i'm wearing this outfit actually is today i went and uh try to shoot a picture get a picture to release it as a single looking at probably halloween for that if i can get that all sussed out the right way but i don't know we'll see what happens i don't want to be too tied to the date because then it stresses me out to try to I mean, all I'm waiting on is a good picture and Wolf's kind of helping me out. Lowe's helped me out a little bit with some stuff with that, but uh, I don't know, just sitting on my hands about it for too long. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, if I'm going to decide I wanted to do it on October 31st, I got to do it a month in advance. Well, you know, we're about at a month, right? T today is the second. So, I mean, if I can get it released tonight, I'll probably stick to that. But if not, you know, I might just push it back. But I do think that some of the themes of the song and uh, the video we want to shoot for it, Wolf, Wolf wants to help me with, uh, I think would kind of be uh, very Halloween for, you know, very Halloween-ish in a way. So if we can make that happen, it'd be cool. 
And I'm going in this Thursday, the 6th, to finish up Wings. Like I said, I got about a half hour mixing to, to do. So just stop in there. I do have a show later, but I'll just stop in there, get that done, done. I'm sitting on two of my next singles completely ready to rock. Of course, I need a picture for Wings, too. You know, with every single, you got to have like a, a, a some digital art and you want it to be kind of eye-catching and kind of maybe go along with the theme of the song or maybe not, maybe just something that catches your eye. I don't know, it's one of those things, like an album cover is like, you have to spend all, you, you want it to look amazing. And uh, because, you know, it's the only thing people are gonna see for all nine, 10, 15 tracks, whatever, however many, whatever your track count is, they're gonna see that image every time. Singles, I feel like are a little bit less important, but you know, you still want it to look cool. And if you don't have anything I don't know. It just frustrates me. Like, I, I don't know. Just more stuff that I wish that I didn't necessarily have to do. But, you know, it can be fun. It can be YouTube. We, we had a cool idea for it. And uh, kind of the whole, there's a whole concept for this whole song, I think, that is kind of on the periphery. Uh, it's not really what the song's about or anything, but like the imagery I kind of want to associate with the song. So that stuff's kind of fun to think about. And I think I was just getting frustrated because of the deadline, but we'll see if we get it out. But it should should be, uh, hopefully tonight, I should be putting the release date and the dot, dotting the T's and crossing the I's to, to get it released. But yeah, so that Monday was super busy. And then it was like back into the regular grind of the week. Uh, Monday's usually like my Sunday, but not so much. And then I had a Thursday show at the local tap. Uh, I played indoor, it was rainy out. I haven't had a chance to play on that patio since the first time I played there. And that time it was like freezing out, so nobody wanted to sit outside, except the Zach Bryan fans. They, they, they sat out and I let one of the kids come up and that was the first time I ever really heard of Zach Bryan beyond him coming up on my Spotify randomly a few times. But yeah, so uh, it was a pretty slow night still. I think the the rain kind of detoured people. You know, if you can sit out on that nice patio that I wanted to play on, I think more people probably would have showed up. Wasn't completely slow, but uh, there was a couple tables there at the end I was trying to keep keep there. So I think I did a, a, like a 40 minute medley mashup of a bunch of, bunch of tunes back to back, all pop tunes and stuff. And that Friday I was at the the 12 bar in Peoria and uh, that was a pretty fun show. I think uh, it sounded pretty good. Just kind of got there, did my thing and left. I don't think there was anything too exciting necessarily, but um, it was, uh, you know, getting up that elevator for the three stories and then taking all your gear across the bar. A little daunting sometimes, but you know, once you're up there, you're on the rooftop and it's kind of a nice night and I don't know. I feel like it's always like I'm, I'm very background music there, which is fine, but it's just a different vibe. You know, I, sometimes when I don't know that that's the, like, I, if I knew it going in, I would have a different set maybe in mind, but you know, I'm trying to do all these hook songs to like be real people in and it works to an extent, you know, there are some times where big group of people get really into it but um when you're just like the background and it did kind of towards the end of the set I did kind of grab a few extra people from some of the poppy medleys I do and stuff but 
uh, it was a lot of just me playing to play and uh, that could be fun in a different way as I always say and then the next morning you know the the bear the draw the driving to uh, O'Fallon which is near st. Louis uh, for the 9 9 a.m. show and I I did a really light setup kind of like how I'd been doing it like I did in Decatur the last weekend for the Saturday morning and Sunday brunch show. Because I think even last time I played there, they asked if I could turn it down at a certain point. So it's like, why am I doing all this work if they just want it to be quiet? So I just, it's a theory. I don't know if it's a good one, but three hours set there and then hightailed it to Springfield for a really nice night. I, I went to a music store before and I bought a bunch of stuff I'd been kind of put put on the back burner. I hadn't been to a music shop like physically in a while and I ended up and bought a new cajon, which was, you know, the drum I sit on and play as a kick drum. Uh, I think think it's better. I think it sounds nicer. And it's, I sit up a little taller and a little, you know, I feel like it helps with my posture a little bit. And uh, it wasn't very expensive either, but I don't know. I had some extra money just because I'd been playing so many shows. So I was like, I want to give myself a little treat. So I decided that was it. Didn't buy a new guitar. I did inherit a guitar, kind of a weird uh, side story, I guess. But uh, my dad, when he was in maybe middle school, high school, thought he was going to learn to play a guitar, got a guitar, didn't follow through with it, and then gave it to one of his best friends who, you know, after he passed this month, uh, still had it and knew that I was a musician. So super John Johnson, super nice of him to get, give that guitar a new, a new home, a new life. I have, I've dressed it up all weird It's one of my experimental guitars. It's a harmony. It was, you know, probably from the seventies, but kind of an entry level, no trust rod or anything like that. So, I was just like, well, let's see if we can make it kind of its own, its own thing. And I put some flat wounds on it and muted the bridge quite a bit. I put, put, put some mutes on the strings and um, yeah, it sounds weird. It sounds kind of like, um, like when you pick a violin or a viola, like the pizzicato sound, because the flat wound mixed with the, the mute, I think it has that. And it kind of sounds like a ukulele to an extent, too, because uh, the strings are very tight and muted, so they're not very loud. It almost sounds nylon-y, but I don't know. Anyway, sorry to get off topic, but that is something kind of interesting, I guess. I've been It's a nice guitar to play at night when people are asleep because it's so quiet that you don't really have to worry about waking people up. Uh, you can kind of play it hard and not. it's not very loud. But uh, so Boone, Springfield, so I went to the music stop, shop, got a bunch of that stuff. And uh, so I played with that cone for the first night. Like I said, I think, think it was a good choice. It wasn't a busy night, but uh, there were a few tables throughout the night that were very generous with their attention and time. And I felt really worn out for that show. Uh, the one on Sunday, this that weekend at Jamie's Outpost, I feel like I got kind of a new wind for I felt pretty good overall. I feel like it was one of my better shows and I streamed a lot of it. Towards the end, I was getting a little experimental, we'll say, but there were, you know, throughout the day, there was like these crews of 
big motor site because it's like it's it's by Star Rock and there's a bunch of hills in that area. So I think a lot of motorcycle people love to ride and it's kind of a biker bar. So uh you know you get these big rotations of 15 people all at once come in, they come kind of eat a little bit and they're off to the next place. So, you know, I was kind of playing more of my straight up stuff. And then towards the end, there was just a couple people uh, around like 6, 6.30, or no, it was 5, 5.30, because I played till two to six, four hour set on this to put a period on that weekend. And it was, you know, pretty daunting ultimately, but uh, it, it, it was a good day. I mean, I felt solid performance wise. And uh, so I was feeling a little bit more ballsy, I guess, at the end. It's newer stuff. I that they requested some Dave Matthews, which, you know, of course, I'm a big fan. So I, I have a, and since there's only a couple people, I did a medley. I did um, Lioner Graves into Trippin' Billies into 41 into Ants Marching. Ants Marching is usually the one that I, I normally do, but uh, even if the crowd isn't necessarily, because I feel like that's the one that everybody kind of knows, even if you're not a Dave fan. It's kind of a fun, I don't know, I, I've ended, I've used that show as an ender on occasion or like an encore song when people, they do misery a lot to end my, my original. And it's like, if people want more at the end, it's in, I like that song at the end because, you know, it's kind of jammy. There's some couple spots where, you know, I do some kind of uh, pseudo jam, kind of similar to the the full band arrangement but obviously not even close with just the one man band because you just don't have enough instruments and i'm not nearly that talented but um it's not a hard song to sing so if my voice has kind of gone out it's an upbeat you know kind of jammy song to end on but uh anyhow so there was yeah the day fan and then uh end up talking to those people a little bit after and it was just kind of it's kind of nice to meet some fellow travelers that were into music and they, they seemed to enjoy what I was doing and it was just a good good overall day and then this last weekend so finally to the current weekend I, I appreciate anybody who's bared with me so long to my incoherent rambles but um I played at Cheeks on Friday and then I had a, a festival down in the Ozarks on Saturday and uh I played the early slot though, so I had to leave ungodly early, but I'll get into that. Uh, Cheeks on Friday. So I guess that was the first live music they've had since the pandemic and the the owner and uh, the, the lady he was with, um, super complimentary. They were into it like the whole time. He, he gave me a gift card to eat as like a tip over there um, and I have another, another show in the books there and he said he's open to booking me more so kind of cool to have a spot in town again kind of some of them have fallen to the wayside to an extent so it's nice to have a new spot but and just somebody who you know seems to generally genuinely like what I'm doing he had seen me over at uh, schooners a few maybe a month back or something so but yeah I was the first live music they'd done since the pandemic so wasn't a super busy night, but it was fun. I had a good time. It was early. I had a lot of errands to run before for the Saturday thing, you know, since I had to get up at 5 a.m. to drive for five hours. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, it was a little bit of a stressful day starting by six, but it was nice to be done at nine and then, you know, be able to come, not have to drive very far. And then since I had to get up so early the next day, just get everything ready to rock. 
Lola's gonna come, but she wasn't feeling good, so she decided to stay home. So I ended up doing a solo trip. I got an Airbnb, which interesting, but uh, I probably would have just drove back if I would have known I was going by myself. But hard to predict those things sometimes, and I already paid for it, and I couldn't cancel it. So, but anyhow, so I got there about an hour and a half early. They were doing like an open mic, but it just wasn't. Uh, Nobody was there. I mean, that's that's kind of as early as the open mic was, and when I played, I mean, there were a lot of people that were uh, out like with their tents selling stuff, like kind of a farmers market s type thing. Uh, but I mean, it was a few passer buyers. There was a, there was like an older couple to my right that kind of sat down and watched it. I listened to the whole thing. I bought my, my camera, the one that I'm recording on now, overheated immediately and I got 45 seconds of film on that. And then my other one, I couldn't get to set right. So could hear it. It was right by a monitor that was way too loud. So it sounded, sounds a little rough uh, audio wise to listen pretty low volume, but um, I, get, I could kind of get the just, but I kept, well, it didn't have its own stand, so it just kept falling, kind of. And uh, so I wasn't in the frame for a lot of it, is what I'm trying to say, in, in a lot of words, I guess. But uh, I could listen to it. So I listened, you know, I had the five hour drive home the next day that I, I it was an hour set of all originals. So I listened to it. I think it sounded pretty good. I mean, there were some moments that were a little uncomfortable. The stage was a little bit wobbly, like when I was bouncing on the kick drum, like uh, the cajon. It was. And it was going I wasn't really super used to also. So I was like, uh, those things combined was a little weird, but I think, you know, I, for as many people that weren't there, when I was walking around later, there were a handful of people that came up to me. And the one thing they said for all of them that all had in common was, Hey, this guy's a really good singer. He would, they would like tell the person next to him. He played the first set today. Uh, it was like, I don't know. Maybe not the most normal compliment I get, but I'll take it for sure. But, uh, you know, the the goal isn't necessarily uh, to win, you know, get, get a bunch of people to love me this time. You know, it's hopefully to show the people, the management, the booking people that I could show up and do it, do a good job, even at a harder time slot you know, long drive and all that. So hopeful, hopefully, since uh, some of the people were saying good things that they would hear about that and be open to booking me, maybe some better time slots, but we'll see what happens. You never really know with any of it. It's all a guessing game, but um, then I stayed for a long time. I tried playing some guitar over by the lake, but that kind of, or I guess it's a river wasn't a lake it was a river that ran right across it was like a campsite essentially i had a little stage and some some tents with some different things food and like earrings or crystal crystals or like a hippie farmer's market type thing and you know i gotta listen to some of the other music i ended up playing guitar with a, a fellow that had seen me put mine away and we jammed for a little bit that was kind of fun just kind of a random doesn't really happen to me a whole lot or you just kind of put in that situation and then it's like trying to put that all of that theory stuff that I teach to into place you know see if I could crack it and it's kind of nice when it works you know when uh you know the things that I tell my students uh, about you know 
playing with other people and stuff. I uh, used all those same tools to just kind of jump in and he wasn't bad. He was pretty good himself uh, as far as playing goes and just kind of following the music, not really uh, a lot of verbal communication. So it's nice to, like I said, put that stuff into real practice and see where it falls short and all that and get you a new perspective on kind of that, that cause I think that one of the number one things you want as a guitar player to, and when you get past a certain point is to be able to just sit down and play with people and not have to be like, what chord was that? What key are you in? You know, all that stuff that, um, is this the chorus? You know, all, all those things that, uh, they get in the way you know, a little bit, I think is the, the bottom line. But anyway, so, you know, wasn't, uh, an amazing set, but it was, it was cool to be out of, uh, Illinois playing original songs in a, a, a different state. And for people that actually are music fans and actually go to events for music. So the guy after me was really cool. He, he had like this crazy Bob Marley voice, like raspy though. But anyway, um, I digress. I, I had a good time. It was a little, little weird as far as uh um I, I booked the airbnb and it was like this cabin in the middle of nowhere which would have been it's actually in arkansas so uh it was about, about a 30 minute drive i was in the ozarks in missouri and drove to arkansas for the airbnb but i wasn't expecting it to be all like windy hills that uh in the dark you know i, I probably stayed till almost nine before I couldn't, you know, I had gotten up at 5 a.m. and drove and then played a set and then, you know, just muddled around as long as I could before I was too sleepy, uh, you know, on two hours, two hours total, I think, of sleep, two, three hours, something like that. And uh, anyhow, so uh, it was just like this cabin in the middle of nowhere and it felt like I might get murdered, but I didn't. So that's good. Um, pretty much just slept a little bit, you know, all those windy roads and that, uh, it was a, it was a really nice day out the next morning and, uh, drive, driving home those same roads, but in the daytime, very pretty. It's very re like a re nice relaxing drive. Uh, you know, windows down, I was listening to Wolf's album and, uh, cause I didn't have any service. So that was pretty much my only option, but I was glad that it was. I would have probably preferred to give them the streams on Spotify than listen to the physical CD, but it was nice to have the CD because I couldn't really pull up any other music. And, uh, you know, just cruising up and down these crazy hills. There's some, you know, you get up kind of high, you can kind of get like this cool overlook. I mean, driving isn't like the most fun thing for me, but sometimes you do find yourself in situations that uh, are very pleasant like that. It wasn't on a time crunch. It's like I didn't enjoy any of the trip to the Ozarks because I was worried about getting there on time, worried about where I'm going. You know, I'd already ran all these roads and I wasn't, didn't have to be any, if I got lost, I would just use my GPS to find a different way. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a lot less stressful. And you know, it's like a two lane highway, not an interstate and uh, going up and down, swerving. It's just kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of a fun cruise ultimately. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. And then you get to about St. Louis and it's like flat. <laughs> you, you, you don't really, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I don't really think about how flat it is 
where I'm at until I, you know, there's been a few times where I've been in Iowa where I like, you, you really hit some hills sometimes. You're like, oh, this doesn't, this, because before I think it was Illinois, uh, Bloomington compared to Colorado, all those crazy drives in Colorado that I did for those tours. And like, you know, I just kind of assume everything in this Midwest is exactly like Bloomington and the central Illinois kind of area, Indiana even. And then, uh, you know, I mean, Missouri's not that far. It's about a five hour drive south, but you get to these rolling hills and it's the perfect time of year. You know, the leaves started to change a little bit and it just, it was just nice. I mean, that's, it just put me in a good headspace. felt present in the moment, maybe for the first time that whole month. And then uh, you're back to, after St. Louis, you're back to just that interstate driving, which is boring, very uneventful, not le less nerve wracking, because there can be some, some moments driving those crazy ones that you're like, ah, I probably should be going a little slower, or, you know, even though the cars behind you are like passing you, but um, <laughs> they're used to those drives. Anyhow, so it's been a crazy long month. I have two songs that I think are done. I think my next big projects, the way I've been kind of doing it has been, uh, I release a single and then I'll release some live songs, release a single. So I got two singles uh, to release that I'm gonna space out, you know, I'll do 31st of this month and then maybe around Christmas I'll do the maybe early December, I'll do the wing song. But in the meantime, I, I'm gonna try to do, I think a big, a big, uh, I had a lot of time to think on the drive. So I've been thinking about what I had, I had a buddy of mine, Trevor, he was telling me he thought my live game was, you know, uh, above average, I guess. And uh, it got me thinking like, it'd be nice to, have a live album where I had all the say and all the control and, uh, you know, shoot it like a concert, but in the studio kind of, and mix and master it the right way with all everything multi-tracked and all that. So it's going to not be a cheap, you know, you just wait for other people to do it for you. And then the stuff just doesn't happen or it does happen. It doesn't really happen the way you want it to happen. So, you know, having a little bit more control over everything, will be nice. I can actually get it sound the way I want it to and just treat it like a live show, you know, not necessarily like um, individual songs. Like I would like to do it that way as well, but I want to do it like a full YouTube concert, maybe half hour, 45, even an hour if I could get that many, but we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. This is, I'm in the beginning stages of kind of thinking about uh, how this is all going to go down. but. The goal would be, you know, a multimedia project. So it would be like, I have a, and I want to do the full one man bands. That was the last acoustic EPI live EPI released, uh, which is out now, by the way, Bombsite. For, forgot to mention that, the Bombsite sessions that I did, four acoustic tracks, just something to, you know, hopefully keep people excited about stuff I'm doing. I don't know. I, I, I just, like I said earlier, I have a lot of theories, but I don't really know if it's there, any of them are correct. But so, you know, while I'm waiting to get a new single done and release that live stuff. So that that's the idea here, but I want to be a lot more intricate and I want to do like every part of my current setup, which I've, I have yet to do. So with my whole extra pedal board and the organ machine and stuff and just like really do it right. And, uh, 
I don't know, I think it's a cool idea to try to get it like, cause I mean, if nothing else, if it doesn't really get me new fans and people to, you know, that'll be a moment captured of like, this was when I was playing like this. And these were the songs that I were doing at this time. And mostly, I mean, I'm pro planning on doing mostly originals. Maybe I'll sneak a cover or two in there, but anyhow, that's, that's the next thing on the agenda. So that's what I'm thinking about. That's the idea I'm forming two singles about to come out and then Hopefully I'll be working on that in the meantime, as well as tracking some stuff for the next single, uh, kind of simultaneously. And uh, so then I'll release the full live thing, the live EP, one man band, in the interim between when I'm done with Wings or when it's out to everybody and uh, the next single that might take me a little bit longer. I'm trying to do Syrup next, I think is one that I've wanted to do for a long time, but getting it just right, it's gonna be hard. And it's definitely gonna be more of a studio, studio kind of production. So anyhow, I think that's all. Uh, I appreciate anybody who takes the time to listen as always, and I will catch you all next time. All right, have a good one. <laughs>